Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. What's going on, guys? I just want to let you know that I am a proud member of the Giant Size Team-Up Network. If you like this show, and if you're listening to this, I really hope you do, go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com for more shows like this one. We've got shows like Breaking the Panel. They talk about all the hot topics in comic books today. We've got Botched, a D&D podcast. A bunch of friends get together, get trashed, and go through the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. We have Pokemon Go. We have Marvel Cinematic Universe. We have DC On Screen. We have Booze and Phasers. A show done by our lovely ladies that drink wine and talk about Star Trek. It's pretty cool, right? Uh, many other shows. Please go there and check that out. And uh, as always, like the Blazing Defender Reports. And now for your listening pleasure, the Blazing Defender Report with your host, Travis Jones. Welcome, everyone, to another Blazing Defender Report. I'm your host, the comic kamikaze, Travis Jones. I forgot my name for a fucking second. That was weird, wasn't it? Uh, yes, I am Travis Jones. I am going to be your host. I am the only host. I am the only host that there is on the show. That's not true. I have a co-host every now and then. Uh, those guys, they get the point pretty quickly that they don't want to be on this show and they fucking take off. I don't blame them. Uh, but how you doing, guys? It is a Monday. Mondays are typically pretty awful for people. So I'm uh, having my show on Monday now just to spread a little comic love and joy to you guys, man. Um, and I want to welcome Happy National Pizza Day with the works without anchovies. That is the day it is. And Chicken Soup for the Soul. And I thought, man, what an appropriate day to have my show because I kind of like comic chicken soup for your soul. Check that shit out. All right, guys. Very small week for me this week as far as comic books are concerned. Uh, I had four. Actually, I had three and one snuck into my pool list, but I kept it. Uh, and I was glad I did. It was kind of actually a pleasant surprise, and we're going to get to all that. But uh, for the first time, for, for you guys, uh, <laughs> uh, for, for everybody listening on the audio, I do run a Facebook Live uh, video at the same time. And I'm, I'm trying to look at the chat right now. Michael Foree! What's up, Mike? Love Mike, man. Thanks for tuning in, Mike. I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, so, and I was just getting ready to say, for people that have never seen the Blazing Defender Report before, uh, this is what I do. Um, I try to, like, keep you up to date on comic news and movies news that is comic book related. Um, and so, by doing that, I, I, like, comic books are very popular now because people's kids are going to the movies or you're taking their ass to the movies and they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And they're asking their, their, their parents questions. And, and guess what happens? The parents come and ask me the questions so they can go back and tell their kids. So what I'll do is, is um, I, I have an adult show. Like, if you've got a small child watching, that's probably a really bad fucking parenting move on you. And you'll figure it out pretty quickly. Um, so that's what I try to do. I try to keep you guys up to date because, you know, I'm on the Internet. I get the notifications. I read the comic books. I'm fucking all in on this shit and i know some of you aren't but you like it and i i'm hyped that you like it so maybe you watch me for 30 45 minutes i get you caught up on everything you can go act like big shit to your kids or go to work and be like no you dumbass that ain't where the power stone is dude it's on xandar you fucking retarded you know you can go and do that shit at work i know that's what we do at our work so anyway uh but yeah that's the blazing different report and i do read comic books every week and I, I try to get you excited enough to where you want to go and get a comic book for you. Maybe you and your kid can read. And because uh, that's like, that was one of my like happiest memories as a kid is me and my dad. My dad was reading comic books to me before I could even read, uh, which was like age 16. 
So I would sit on his lap and he would fucking read to me until I got too heavy for his lap, which was like age 12. So, but anyway, that's what I like to do. Uh, I'm really, really hyped you guys are in the chat right now. I think this works better being in the later time, but we'll talk about that shit in a minute. But that is the Blazing Defender Report in a fucking nutshell. Uh, but first of all, I want to thank, really, really, really thank Collector Zone. If you have not been to CollectorZone.com, fucking go there. Christmas is coming, guys. Christmas is coming. And if your kids haven't made you buy a Funko Pop or ask for a Funko Pop, they're going to. They're like the number one collectible in the nation. There are some that are very, very hard to find that are very, very expensive. It's kind of like collecting comic books. It's pretty cool. Uh, they range from about 10 to 15 bucks, depending on which ones you buy. But I'm going to do you better than that. Okay? But first of all, why go to Collector Zone to buy this shit? Say, hey, man, I can go to fucking Hot Topic and buy it. Yes, you can. You can go to Hot Topic and buy it. But I'm going to tell you what. When Hot Topic sells out of the one you want or they don't have the one you're looking for, you can personally contact my boys at Collector Zone and they are going to find it for you. No other toy company does that. No other toy retailer does that. That's fucking crazy. And guess what? When they say, hey, jackass, I found your pop. You put it in your little cart on the website, go to the coupon code and put Blazing Defender 20. I'm not even saving you 15% anymore, guys. 20% off your total order. You're buying three or four of these things. That's going to add up. I, it's not tax. I wouldn't even mess around with 10%. I really wouldn't. I, I, no, I mean, you think I'm bullshit, but I really, really wouldn't. Christmas time's coming up. We're trying to give you guys a little bit more savings. 20% now. Blazing Defender 20. CollectorZone.com. Check my boys out. They have a fantastic website. Hey. And if you're looking for a shitty podcast to listen to, they got a little banner for me there, too. So check that out. Uh, and if you're in the, the, the Louisville, Kentucky area, which I know a lot of you guys are, and you're wanting to check out a comic book shop, The Zone Comic Shop on Her Lane, H-E-R-R, -R, like right her, right there, Her Lane. Uh, my boy Dan is a, the, probably the biggest fucking nerd I've ever met. Like, Dan says shit to me, and I'm like, what the fuck did what did you just reference? I have no idea what that is. So, but Dan's fantastic. Uh, very good customer service. He has a great looking shop, like action figures, new toys, Funko Pops too, uh, and comic books. He's got a huge comic book wall. He's got store picks. He's got the news section. It's just really laid out really, really well. Dan's great. Go check out the, the zone. Tell him the Blazing Defender sent you. Kick him in the nuts. Kick him in the shins. He's a little guy, so be easy. he break easy. Uh, but, you know, check him out, guys. And um, uh, a company that I really like to get behind is BlackRifle.com. Uh, um, and, and I want to just say to somebody in the chat right now who's uh, kind of like a pseudo-celebrity. Y'all may not know this. Jim Frederick is kind of like, I don't know, um, Captain America of commercials. He's in, like, all kinds of commercials in the little area. He's kind of a big deal, so it's kind of... Thank you, Jim, for joining in and, and watching my little show. Uh, if you ever, like, want an extra, like, a guy that, like, hands you a tool when you're putting in the air conditioner or something, I'd love to be that guy. That'd be awesome. Uh, talk to your people. Your people talk to mine. You know how that shit works. But, yeah, so uh, Black Rifle Coffee, veteran-owned. They only hire vets. Um, they're really nice to work with and they're just really cool people. Please check out their site and, and they had the best goddamn coffee there is. This is Blackbeard's Delight they sent me. Holy shit, it is my new favorite. This is some really, really good shit and it's really, really fucking strong. I've had two cups tonight and, uh, Again, I think I'm having like a pseudo heart attack, AFib, panic attack thing going on. I don't know what's going on, but I'm fucking sweating. And shit's running all over my head. But anyway, uh, Black Rifle Coffee, please check them out. Uh, they had a great Veteran Day sale. I posted the code on my site. Uh, I will get a new coupon code and put it on there. Please check in the Blazing Defender page and uh, for, mo for more on that. And last but not least, I am a very, very proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. They have really, really helped me out. They put me in contact with this, my great producer, Mike Woodard. 
uh, and other great shows like The Botched, it's a D&D podcast, a bunch of friends sit around, get smashed, and play Dungeons and & Dragons, and they're hilarious. Dennis Robinson, uh, who, who's on the show right now, or in the chat right now, I should say, uh, is, is a, a member of Botched. Uh, he's the brains behind the operations, we like to say. Uh, but they're a great cast. Please check that show out, even if you don't like Dungeons & Dragons. I've never played, and uh, it's a fantastic show. It really, really is. Uh, Breaking the Panel, I just did an episode of Breaking the Panel, which Dennis and Phil from Box were a part of also, where we talked about Thor Ragnarok. And what? I, Dennis, don't even get me started on you, bitch. Don't even get me started on you, dude. I, I mean, the shit y'all were saying about Thor, I mean, I was, I was like, this was me. Like, I'm sitting in this exact same spot. I got my headphones on. I'm going. Ugh! Like, I had to mute myself. Charles was killing me. Charles was fucking killing me. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, I don't know what y'all wanted out of Thor, but uh, yeah, man, I, I just, I couldn't believe it. But it was a great, but that made for a great show. So not everybody was going, oh my God, Thor. Oh, 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 that's the best fucking movie. They, it wasn't that at all. And some people made some really good points. And as crazy as it sounds, Charles McFall, the godfather of our network, he made some really good points that I later thought about. And I went, yeah, you know, I can kind of see that. But whatever. Go check that out. That's on my page as well. The Breaking the Panel uh, roundtable discussion of Thor Ragnarok. We've got Pokemon Go. If you're into Pokemon, this is a great show. Pokemon Joe's a fantastic dude. Great host. And uh, we've got an Aussie toy show. That was my Aussie. That was my Aussie impersonation. It was pretty shitty. Uh, toy Power. Check those guys out. They talk about fucking toys. Hey, there's toys in Australia. It ain't just fucking kangaroos, dingoes, and fucking koala bears and shit. Go check out Toy Power. And guys, most of those shows I just named, besides one of them, I won't say which one, but uh, nominate 2017 Podcast Award nominated shows. So uh, our, our shit's legit. I mean, I'm not just saying that because I'm part of it, and I was also nominated. Uh, we're legit. I mean, seriously, we're legit. I don't know how I'm legit, but the rest of those shows, they're fucking legit. All right, guys, on with the shit. On with the show. Comic news. We're going to start with comic news because uh, I didn't have a whole lot, but I thought this was, uh, this was worth, worth mentioning. I need, a, I need another injection of AFib real quick. <sighs> oh, my God, it's so good. Okay. Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, for those of you who don't know, huge comic book writer. Okay. He's been writing for Marvel for like 18 years straight. Um, it's pretty unprecedented. Not really. But um, he is moving to DC Comics. Now, what does he wrote? He wrote The Ultimate Spider-Man. He co-created half black, half Hispanic Miles Morales, who has become uh, an incredibly popular character in, in the Marvel Universe. Uh, he was so popular the universe they created him in, they brought his ass over to the main Marvel Universe. That's how popular the kid is. Uh, there was even talks when the Spider-Man movie started that Donald Glover was going to play Miles Morales and it wasn't going to be Peter Parker. That's how popular he is. So, Bendis did do that. Now, I'll give you my opinion on Bendis in a second. Uh, he also co-created Jessica Jones as a part of Marvel's Max line. That was a line of comic books that was like geared towards adults, kind of like my show, right? Cussing, nudity. Uh, we really haven't gotten that far yet, but we will. Trust me, it's just a matter of time. Um, but I loved Jessica Jones. It like maybe it was definitely my favorite Max line, but Jessica Jones was a fantastic comic book. Like it really got me excited when I heard that Jessica Jones was coming to Netflix. He he wrote that. Okay, so everybody, hold on a minute. Hold on, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. Relax. All right, uh, he wrote big events such as House of M, Secret Wars, Siege, Age of Ultron. Okay, he's done some shit, guys. Like it or not like it, he's done some shit. Now, BMB to me, uh, he was decent. He wasn't great. You know, I, did he put the Avengers back on the map? I don't know. I did like his Avengers run. I, I, didn't, I didn't read a lot of Brian Michael Bendez and go, holy shit, my dick's hard. I never read a lot of that by, by B&B. Now, did I read some stuff and go, eh, yeah, 
a lot of it, like 80% of it, other than the Jessica Jones stuff. Uh, even the, 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 the Ultimate Spider-Man, it was good. It was decent. It was better than average. Let's put it that way. But what does this all mean? What does it mean for, for Marvel Comics losing Brian Michael Bendis? Uh, it's, it's a huge blow, and here's why. Marvel has steadily been losing great writers. Rick Remender. Uh, oh, God. I had Matt Fraction. Matt Fraction, who we met in Dragon Con, who I actually got to, like, touch. T- I, like, touched him, and, like, he was scared. He, like, he was like, oh, hey, man, how you doing? Like, I scared him, so it was awesome. I, I, like, I think I, like, legitimately scared him. Uh, and Kelly Sue McConnick. They've all went to D.C., okay? Uh, or Image, okay? Now, DC has started something that they're calling the age of, uh, the new age of heroes, where creators are receiving a lot bigger share of the profits, not unlike what Image does. Okay? Yeah, Jeff Lamar as well. Uh, another fantastic writer uh, has, has switched over, has left Marvel. So, th- this is a huge blow for Marvel because lo- love him or dislike him or meh. Uh, he, was a, he was a part of the group that kind of spearheaded the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, they've recently disbanded that group, dissolved that group, but I mean, he's got a lot of knowledge and expertise in other areas. It's a huge shot in the arm for DC. Now, uh, I mean, uh, DC has done real well with their rebirth line. I think their comic books have been really, really good. So, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited I'm not real excited. Now, if okay, if Jason Aaron had went to DC, I would have fucking shit my. I wouldn't even had been able to have a show today because I would be like, my heart would just have exploded because he's gonna write Batman, right, or something great like that. Um, but you know, Brian Michael Bendez is kind of like ah, but I am still excited for what he's gonna do at DC and what he could possibly do. It's a multifaceted deal. That's all I could find out. Which means he's not doing just comic books. So they're going to have him maybe working with Jeff Johns in some capacity on the movies. Because he's got that, he has that expertise. You'd be silly not to use this guy. So, um, yeah, you know, winner, DC, loser, Marvel. Marvel really needs to pick it up or they really need to find some young talent. This, This Joel Bryson kid. I really like what he's doing on Iron Fist. Uh, he's on another book too. Escapes me <clears throat> right now, but uh, I, I really like him. I think he's I think he's good. But you know they need more great great creators. And uh, you know what? You're going to have to pay these guys. That's the that's the deal that they're looking for now. So, um, yeah, the the new Moon Knight is really good. I I read it online, so I don't have a copy here, or I would have reviewed it. But that looks like that is going to be a purchase of mine in the future. I love the last run, uh, and this run looks looks pretty good, too. No, Tony, I've not had a chance to read Venom Burst. I have about eight copies downstairs that have never been taken out of plastic from variant covers from different comic shops. Like, across the country, different comic shops have had different covers rendered, and I have those, but I just haven't read them. Uh, I'm not, I mean, I know, I Hold your shit throwing, your poo throwing at the screen. When I say this, guys like Jason Jones, who have been with me from the beginning, they know I'm just not a huge Spider-Man fan. I'm just not. I think he's great, like, uh, supporting character. But, like, you know, I'm just not that big of a fan. Now, his movie made me a bigger fan than I was, and it really made me want to check out some of his comics. But uh, I'm just, I haven't been a big Spider-Man fan. I know that sounds crazy. It's just, he's not my bag. He's not my bag, baby. He's not my bag. All right. Movie news. Damn. Movie news. This is where some shit's going to get real. All right. Gail Gadot, Wonder Woman, is reportedly saying that she will not return to Wonder Woman if Brett Ratner, the producer, quits. Okay. All right. Brett Ratner is accused of sexual misconduct by Natasha Hendrich and Olivia Munn. This was news to me. When I read this article, I was like, holy shit, they come out and said something? Now, if you know Olivia Munn, like, I watched Olivia Munn for a long time on Attack of the Show, 
she's very like she seems like a super super cool chick all right now i'm not saying that super cool the chicks that aren't super cool don't get sexually harassed this is my point on all of it we talked a little bit before the recording started in the live chat about this um and i am curious to know i'm gonna sound like a total douchebag when i say this and i know that okay but if you're trying to be objective and you know you're you're you live in america you have to understand that i do have a point on what i'm about to say um okay holy shit harvey weinstein sexually assaulted a bunch of chicks in hollywood whoa what the are you oh my god oh my god what's going on in hollywood that's fucking terrible come on they created a fucking culture for the last I don't know, 70 years, maybe longer than that, uh, of doing favors to get things done in Hollywood. Have you not seen Ray Donovan? Have you not seen Entourage? I mean, they're not making those stories up, guys. They all come from a place of reality. Now, I'm not condoning in one way or another, or any shape or fucking form, I should say, sexual assault, okay? Like, all the chicks that I pushed up on at bars when I was drunk, I thought it was consensual, too. Oh, shit. Are they going to come out on me now? Oh, my goodness. Uh, you bitches, you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, uh, I'm, not, I'm not condoning this at all. So this is my point with Gail Godot. It, would she be so tough and heroic if this was the first Wonder Woman movie? And Brett Ridner, the producer, let me just understand. Let me explain what producers do. They foot the bill. They foot the bill for movies, okay? A producer could come in and say, you're not fucking doing that, director. You're not doing that, okay? And they won't do it. Uh, look, it can be, you know, sometimes it's a negotiation. Sometimes it gets through. My point being is these guys foot the bill, all right? So for, for Godot to come out and say, I won't work with this guy, she can say that now because she's Wonder Woman. And Warner Brothers is like, oh, shit, yeah, dude, we'll find some else to put the bill on this billion-dollar movie we made a few years ago. So, yeah, would she be so fucking heroic? I'm not saying she wouldn't be, and it's really unfair for me to even ask that question because this is not that time. My point is, is girls like um, of Jennifer Lawrence, Louisville native, hey, not a big Jennifer Lawrence fan, never was, but hey, whatever. Uh, whether she's from here or fucking Kalamazoo or uh, some shithole like Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, you know, they made me take off my clothes and stand in line. No, they didn't. You could, unless they had a fucking gun on you, when they said take your clothes off and stand over there, you freak, you could have fucking walked out. But you didn't. And here's why you didn't. is because you wanted the part. They made a whole industry out of this, people. It was called porn industry. You know, like a producer said, hey, you're going to suck these balls if uh, you want this part. And some chicks thought, hey, you know what? I like sucking balls. And this producer said, hey, I like you sucking my balls. You do a great job. We're going to make another movie. You're going to be the fucking star in it, but you're sucking balls. And they said, let's do it. And they created an industry out of it. Okay, now, are there a bunch of porn chicks going to come out and say, hey, I was sexually assaulted while I was trying out for um, uh, I suck chrome off trailer hitch six? No, they're not. Now, again, I know I sound like a fucking asshole, and that's fine. That's kind of what I do. I'm an asshole. But what I'm saying is, is, you know, everybody in this country that's accused of something is proven innocent. I'm sorry, is innocent until proven guilty. Okay? That's how we fucking do it here, Gail Godot. I know that they don't do it in Israel, all right? They might just cut your dick off. I don't know what they do in Israel, but I know that accusations are very dangerous things and they can destroy people's careers. Now, Harvey Weinstein had a thousand motherfuckers come out against him, a thousand bitches come out against him. So that dude is probably a piece of shit, okay? This is what I see when I think of Harvey Weinstein. I know I'm getting off way off topic here, but this is something that's been bothering me. Harvey Weinstein might have started out a pretty good dude, okay? 
All right. Guess what? This chick, he made no advance toward. She advanced on him because she wanted to roll. She wanted to part. She wanted to be an extra. Maybe she just wanted to suck his balls. I don't know. But she did that. And Harvey was like, oh, shit. I'm in a position of power. I see that now. So now they've created a culture that Harvey Weinstein can get his ball sucked whenever he wants. And lo and behold, it's, it's weird to him when he pulls his dick out, starts shacking off, and the girl doesn't go down. Like, whoa, what are you, what's your deal? Okay? He's a piece of shit. I'm not saying he's not. What I'm saying is, is that there's a culture that was created and for now Harvey Weinstein to be crucified because of it without a trial, without a trial, guys, he's had 30 shit, more than that come out. A lot of these bitches are probably dead now that he messed around with. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not taking up for him. I know, it, it's, I know it sounds that way. But what I'm saying is he hasn't even had a trial and he's been basically kicked out of Hollywood. That's not how we do things here in America. Everywhere else you go to. And I, I always said politics will never play a part in the show, and they won't. But I see elements of what has been created from Trump winning the presidency and a lot of other factions being mad and everybody's pissed and everybody's assaulted. And everybody's mad at something that somebody said about them. More of the same. That's not how we fucking do it here in America. You need to stand trial. An accused needs to stand in front of their accuser when they're being accused. Okay. All right. Enough of that. Uh, okay, Gail. If you're not Wonder Woman no more, sorry about you. But you will be and Ratner will be out. Not saying it's right. I'm saying that's what will happen because Warner Brothers is not going to get rid of Warner Woman. It's a hell of a lot easier to get somebody to front, front the bill for a billion-dollar uh, franchise than it is to cast a new Warner Woman. So, so, see you, Brett. Oh, and by the way, Brett Radner, you may have even you may have sexually assaulted people, uh, but your movies suck. So, I'm glad you're a producer now, but your movies suck. Anyway, all right. Uh, the Justice League comes out Thursday. I'm going to go see it Thursday. I will be posting video as soon as it's over with to let you know my first reaction. Spoiler free, of course. Uh, but the, the initial reactions are, uh, are not bad. And evidently, there's a lot of humor in the film, but the film does suffer from some problems. Holy shit. Who, who, who would have thought that? Uh, I'm still excited. I'm really trying to keep my, keep my, uh, my expectations low. That way I'm not horribly mad when I go see it. But I am very excited about it. Um, all right. So we are going to go see that. Oh, and the one consensus out of everybody that has seen the film so far, press, by the way. Uh, why can't I get in that shit? I need to get in that shit. Uh, Jason Momoa is awesome as Aquaman. Did anybody think he wasn't going to be? But all right. It's still good to, good to hear that he does a good job. All right. Ryan Johnson, the director of The Last Jedi. Uh, when he was asked about doing the next film, episode nine, no, I'm sorry, is that right? Yes, episode nine, after that director was <laughs> shit-canned, um, the reason he didn't answer is because he's doing a trilogy. What? Yeah, he's doing a trilogy, and not only is he doing a trilogy, he's doing it in a part of the universe that Star Wars has never been. Holy shit, man. Now that is, I can see it getting away from Skywalker and Vader and the Rebellion and all that. I can see that. But they're talking about going to a corner of the game. This is Ryan Johnson's words exactly. Going to a corner of the universe that Star Wars has never been. That scares me. Uh, there is a lot of content in the comic books. There is a lot of content in the extended universe and the novels, even ones that aren't canon. Um, so I'm really curious on where they're going with this. Okay. Now, uh, like, does he mean in the movies or does he mean like, yeah, we are going to take an idea from the comic books and expand out like Dr. Afra. Dr. Afra is Ray's mom, motherfuckers. I'm telling you, y'all could all send me $5 when I'm right, because I know I am. Dr. Afra is Ray's mom. 
Luke is still her dad. Dr. Offers raised mom. I'm telling you right now. Uh, write it fucking down. So, um, yeah, I'm really curious on what Ryan Johnson has planned. Uh, it's, a, it's a really big step for the Star Wars franchise. And it really is going to be kind of like, are people going to like this or not? But Disney has already seen the ideas that he has. And they're very excited. And yes, Jason Jones, I would also love to see Knights of the Old Republic. That would be awesome. The story of Revan is one of the best Star Wars stories there is. Uh, Jedi, undercover, becomes bad, goes back to being good. Or does he? Oh, shit. Um, Yes. I mean, I think that is a very large consensus of a lot of people. They want the Old Republic. And how cool would it how cool would it be to go back that many years in the past, even before New Hope? I think that would be a great, a great storyline to do. And there's so many good ones in the comic books, but they all kind of deal with our our trio, Han, Leia, Luke, Vader, Chewie, C3PO, R2. I mean, they all kind of deal with those guys. So let's get away from that and go to something like Knights of the Republic. Man, that's got my vote, guys. That that's that's awesome, uh, awesome pull. Hot. Hot take, hot take from the Defender chat going on live on Facebook right now. You guys need to get in, uh, get in where you fit in. You know what I'm saying? All right, um, let's see. What else do I have? Uh, oh, Punisher starts Friday. Holy shit. How can I be more excited about a Netflix show than I am a movie I'm going to go see Thursday that I've been waiting a long time to see? So, so excited. To see the Punisher. And I'm going to tell you why. I love. I absolutely fucking love. John Barenthal. John Barenthal was Shane and the Walking Dead. For anybody that doesn't know. He has done some great acting. He has like a five minute scene in Baby the Driver. I wanted to see more of this guy. I'm like. I was crushed when there was no more Barenthal in that movie. Uh, he, was, he was awesome. He was awesome in The Accountant. Very. You know. They, there's a saying in Hollywood, it's, oh my God, don't touch my penis while I'm jacking off. No, that's not what they say at all. Uh, there's a saying in Hollywood, it is, there are no small parts, just small actors. And John Barenthal proves that. Because in the movies he's in, the, the, like Fury, The Accountant, Baby Driver, not, not much screen time. But when he is in it, he commands it. And he, he destroys every scene he's in. So when you give this guy like the be the man like he is in the Punisher, oh my God, I cannot wait. Now this is what I wanted to get to uh, when I was talking about Barenthal earlier in the chat before the recording started. He does a podcast with Chris Hardwick uh, on the Nerdist. I'm sure everybody's heard of the Nerdist. Um, it is it will be my vote for podcast of the year. That episode is fantastic. Uh, Chris Hardwick really just, he doesn't do much. He just asks great questions, and Barenthal just, that's a great interview. Is when the, when the interviewee just takes off with it. Uh, they're, they're fa- he's fantastic. His father is the head of the, the Humane Society of America. Like, he's the fucking guy that runs the Humane Society of the United States. It's pretty cool. Uh, he had a pit puppy with him. And there's some interaction with the puppy. It, John Barenthal is just like the one, the dude that I want to fucking drink beer with, man. Like him and Henry Cavill, I, I, those dudes are they're my they're my one and two. Barenthal is now my new number one because that dude is fucking fantastic. Go check out that interview. You won't you won't be disappointed in it. I promise. Uh, but yeah, really excited for the fucking Punisher. Uh, someone asked in the chat a minute ago. Uh, if Disney was going to affect the Punisher. From the way Barathal talks, not at all. And like, it, that, that, that part of the interview was really fantastic. When he starts talking about what he did to prepare for Punisher and like how he wanted to do right by the fans. And like, you see him on his off day, he's wearing fucking Punisher shirts and shit, Punisher hats. I mean, like, He's into it, dude. Like he is bought in to being Frank Castle, and you wanna, you wanna love that guy for as a fan. I wanna love that guy for him. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, Jason. You could tell fucking Ben Jones that 
I, I tell you what, tell Ben Jones to get rid of his last name because that's my last name. He don't get to fucking have it no more. That dude is fucking garbage. He's awful. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I, this didn't make my news report, but uh, Iron Fist 2, or yes, Iron Fist Season 2 has started shooting. Who gives a shit? Who fucking cares? All right, guys, this is a question that I get a lot, and this is what, and since Ragnarok, Thor, if you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok yet, there is some uh, Infinity Stone stuff going on. Uh, now, I won't, yes, yes, Jason, going back to Iron Fist, I'm not sure if Scott Buck, Scott Buck, for anybody don't know, is a showrunner. And what a showrunner does is he runs the fucking show. It's exactly as it says. Um, And he's been on, he was on Iron Fist. He was on uh, the uh, Inhuman. Yes, he was on the Inhumans. And he also, oh, he also did the second half of Dexter where everybody says, it's a consensus, everybody says, Dexter sucked when Scott Buck went on the show. The dude, I don't, maybe he's touching the right people. Like all this sexual harassment shit going on. Whoever Scott Buck is touching, it's the right dude to touch because this dude should not be working. What has he fucking done? Like Marvel should like have him hung or something. Like fake a death, man. Call Ray Donovan. Shit's easy. I, I watch TV all the time. I can do it. Um, he's terrible, so I don't know how he gets fucking work. But, alright, so back to the Infinity Stone. There's a lot of stuff going on in Rag, not a lot of stuff going on in Ragnarok, but there is some Infinity Stone stuff, and we've got Infinity War coming up in, in a few months. Alright, we've got Black Panther, then we got Infinity War in 2018. Cannot wait. So, where are the Infinity Stones? Okay? I'm gonna tell you where they are. Alright, after, the, after Surtur destroyed Asgard, are the stones gone? Of course they're not gone. Loki has taken the Tesseract, which is the space gem. Okay? It's the one that he used to open the portal in Avengers where the aliens came in and attacked New York. So the space gem is in the Tesseract. In Ragnarok, he's kind of going through the vaults, uh, Odin's vault, and he happens to like, I fucked the Tesseract just a little bit. You don't actually see him take it, but he's the Loki. Come on, we know he took it. So, with Thanos coming and Asgard destroyed, I'd say he's got the Tesseract. And we're going to find out if he does. All right. Uh, But what are the other weapons? Are all the weapons destroyed? I don't know. It's funny. Could he have used the Tesseract, opened a portal somewhere else, and took some other weapons? I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, the Power Stone. The Power Stone is the one in the Gardens of the Galaxy. It is supposedly safe on Xandar right now, being protected by the Nova Corps. We'll find out, okay? Uh, the Mind Stone. The Mind Stone is the one from Age of Ultron. It is the one that gave... Um, uh, it was actually... This was the stone that was in Loki's scepter in Avengers. There was a... My, or an infinity stone inside the scepter. It is the mind stone, and it is actually what gave Vision, the Avenger, his life. Okay, and what probably makes him the strongest Avenger, actually. Once he figures that thing out, uh, that's the reason a lot of people are speculating, not only a lot of people, me as well, are speculating that Vision's getting his fucking head ripped off uh, two minutes into Infinity. Uh, He's going to get that. Thanos going to get that stone. I'm just telling you. All right, the Reality Stone. The Reality Stone was from Thor the Dark World. It was called the Ether. It's what infected um, Hottie, uh, Natalie Portman. Yeah. Uh, if you've never seen Natalie Portman's rap that she did on Saturday Night Live, you, you haven't lived yet. I mean, it's, it's like the perfect amount of, like, porn and awesomeness. Like, and funny. It's funnier shit. But, like, she's so hot when she's, like, talking about fucking dudes and sucking dick. It's like... <gasps> Oh, my God, I need a fucking minute. But it's fantastic. I don't even know what, why that popped in my head. Because she was in Thor Dark World. Or she was infected with the ether. There you go. All right. Now, at the end of that, Sith and Volstagg give it to the Collector. All right? Now, after the Guardians take the power gym to the Collector, the servant girl that he was molesting, like, oh, Hollywood guy would, right? Uh, she rebels and blows up basically the Collector's place. 
Now, what happened to all that shit? What happened to the ether? Is the ether just floating around somewhere for somebody to pick up? That really hasn't been established in the Marvel MCU yet. Like, maybe the maybe it's still there. Maybe the collector still has it. I don't know. Nobody knows. But all we do know is shit blew up. Shit went crazy when the Power Stone, uh, when the slave girl grabbed the Power Stone. So, uh, we'll see. We don't know. All right, the Time Stone. Where's the Time Stone at? Watch Doctor Strange. The Time Stone resides in the Eye of Agamotto. That is the pendant that Doctor Strange basically took uh, and is, wasn't supposed to mess with, but being strange, he did. And thank God he did because he beat, uh, you know, oh, fuck, what was that guy's name? Not Dormammu. Yes, Dormammu. He beat Dormammu in um, Doctor Strange with the Time Stone. So he has it. He still has it because that's how he messed around with Loki and Thor in the movie. Now, let me tell you this. I thought this was really cool in Ragnarok. Loki is like, oh, you think you're a little, w- well, you second rate wizard motherfucker? And uh, Doctor Strange is like, ah, yeah, you're out of here. That just goes to show you the level of power Doctor Strange has as of right now. He fucking just basically bitch smacked Loki. Like, go away, little little guy. You know, like, we ain't fucking with you. So, just, you know, that power stone is, is big time. So, uh, Doctor Strange still has it. The Soul Gem. Now, the Soul Gem is the one that we don't know where it is. Okay? Y'all may not know. But the comic Kamikaze knows. No, I, my, my theory from the first Thor was Hemdall has the soul gem. And a lot of people think it's in the hilt of his sword because the sword lights up when he puts it in Rainbow Bridge. I don't think it is. I think it's in his eyes. I, I think it's in him. Like, it's, it's, it's his eyes. Because in Age of Ultron, when the Scarlet Witch touches Thor, and has him have that freaky dream in Valhalla, and uh, Hemdall grabs him and tells him about how it was his fault of Ragnarok, and he has no eyes. His eyes are white. And I think that's because Thanos uh, gets, like, I don't know if he plucks his eyes out. I don't know how that all works. But uh, that's my my theory is that it, it, it has been for a long time that the soul gem rests inside him, doll. That's why he can see everybody because they have a soul, so he can see the soul. Um, let me see. I think there was another theory. No. Uh, oh, the other theory is that that this is not my theory. This is somebody else's theory. Um, it is in Wakanda, and with Black Panther coming up in a couple months, people think that we're going to find out that the soul gem is actually in Wakanda, which would make sense. Um, but I'm still thinking that it's, it, it's got something to do with him. But yeah, those are where the Infinity Stones are. A lot of people were kind of like, people ask me all the time. Like, we had, a, we had a conversation at the Firehouse Coffee Table the other day, and somebody was like, hey, man, what are these, um, what are these Infinity things, man? These little stones that, you know, that, that, that do with the purple wrinkly chin ones. And I'm like, oh, Thanos, yeah, they're Infinity Stones. Oh, uh, yeah, what do they do? Where are they at? You know, so it's it's really funny. Like, they know more than what they're letting on, but they still want to talk to me about it, which is awesome, and I love it. It's like the best morning ever. All right, dudes. Comic Book Reviews. Comic Book Reviews. All right, I've only got three. It's going to be short. Short and sweet, man. Uh, we're not doing that one because that's the pick of the week, which is not saying much because there's only fucking, fucking three books. All right. I got to call somebody out. Uh, let me get his name right. Hate to call somebody out and get their name wrong. Uh, Scott, no, Jesse. Where the fuck are you at, dude? Shanidi. Shanidi? Shaniden. Shaniden. Jesse Shaniden. I still butchered it, probably. Um, he is a reviewer for IGN. Um, and, like, uh, if I'm at the firehouse on a Wednesday and I can't get my books, I will go to the reviews. I'll just go down and see the score. Because I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, that got a nine. Great. I'm hyped, right? Uh, and then I'll see a score and go, oh, wow, that sucks. Now, unless it's by this dude. I don't know what the fuck this guy reads on a daily basis. But now I've, I find, I search his reviews out. 
We have never agreed, and we will probably never agree. And it's fine. It's okay. Like I like to say, I'm not your typical reviewer. I'm not going to get into the nuances of liberalism and the new age. And that's where this character's motivation comes from. I mean, do you see? Do you, did you like? If you if I did talk like that, I would not have blamed you for turning me off. But even just the sound like that, how fucking I don't know, uh, uppity and pretentious it fucking sounds makes me fucking sick to even imitate it. Really, uh, that's the reason I got into comic book reviews is because of guys like this. So, Mister Miracle number four. Um, now I will say that he does do. He understands this fourth world okay i do not i do not understand the fourth world and i know if i don't some of you all may not either it's a jack kirby thing okay and it's like a universe inside a universe inside a universe all right yeah right see like i could i can feel you guys saying the same thing like going what the fuck yes exactly what the fuck now, I love Tom King. Tom King is the writer on this book. I was very excited when I heard Tom King was doing a Mr. Miracle series. And here's why. I don't know a lot about Mr. Miracle. I think he's really cool. I know he's a super escape artist. His name's Scott Free, for God's sakes. But it's really not. Um, he, you know, he was the, the son of Apocalypse. Uh, or they actually gave him to Apocalypse. I'm sorry, he wasn't the son of Apocalypse. But they gave him to Apocalypse. And he lived in the pits. And that's how he became so good at escaping everything. Now you've got this new series. A great chance for people like me and like you that don't know a lot about the new gods or Mr. Miracle to really get into it. Like, to be like, oh shit, man. What a cool, what a cool concept for a superhero. He's a god and he's an escape artist. That's, that, that's a lot, that's good material for a pretty good superhero. Like, you could really make some good stories out of that, right? Cool. So, I'm very excited. Mitch Gerards, who is an, a fantastic artist. So, this is an awesome, awesome creative team. I have no idea what the fuck is going on in this, in this series. I have no fucking clue. Now, what I will say is, his, his commentary, like, Orion who's the general of the New God's Army, and Scott Free, Mr. Miracle, who is a, gener- who, who is a general in the, in the Army as well, they had this conversation. Mr. Miracle has been accused of being infected with Apocalypse's or Darkseid's anti-life virus. Don't, don't, I'm just trying to give you a brief synopsis. Don't hang me yet, okay? Uh, so they, he, he, get to, he got to choose where he has the trial at. And he's like, we'll have it here in my apartment. All right? And it's just this whole series is wacky. It's kooky. But the conversations are very Tarantino-like, which I dig. I do dig that. Okay? Like, I'm like, uh, like I'm going back and forth. And I'm like, and, but, but the end game is... It's weird. I don't know how to explain it. You would have to read it yourself. Now, my boy Jesse Shaneden, or however the fuck you say it, absolutely think this is the best comic in DC's uh, that DC puts on the shelves. Okay, and he's going on to the fourth wall and all that. Now, I do not understand the fourth wall, so maybe that's why I'm missing all this. But I guarantee you it's not. Because from what I researched of the fourth wall and how this story is unfolding, they have nothing to do with each other. But he makes it sound like they do. They don't. I'm telling you, they don't. Uh, and he's talking about Scott's spiraling depression, self-loathing, and uncertainty continues as he's, as he's put on trial for the murder of the high father and Roy and comes to judge jury and executioner. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Fuck, dude. Dude, you're, I don't know what the fuck your deal is. But anyway... Uh, King's script is gripping as any we've had so far. Back and forth dialogue between Scott and Orion creates a great deal of dramatic tension, especially as Orion slowly, methodically, and officially tears down his brother's psychological defenses. Dude, what? No, it doesn't do all that. It doesn't do anything like that. It's corny and humorous, if anything. 
it's I'm telling you right now, I wish everyone could read it. And you tell me what you think. Not knowing anything of the character, because I don't either. It, you wouldn't get that, I'm telling you. And knowing the fourth wall, you wouldn't know that either. Or the fourth world, I'm sorry, the fourth world. All right, the verdict. This is, this, is where, this is where I come unglued. Anyone who's not following Mr. Miracle is missing out on one of the best comics of the DC Rebirth era. This, this particular issue managed to tell a gripping story despite unfolding almost entirely with a small confined space with a limited cast. The bitter rivalry between the brothers forms a backbone of a tense, emotionally charged issue. Kudos to Gerard for keeping his issue so visually striking despite the talking heads format. No, it's not the best thing on DC shelves. Uh, if anything, the, all of the metal stuff is better than this. Scott Snyder's stuff is better than this. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Um, now, my score is a seven, and here's why. Uh, I, I just think this is a huge miss to get people excited about a new character that they know very little about. Now, if you're, if you're writing a story for this big of an audience that know about this, this fourth world uh, that, that uh, Jack Kirby um, created, and, and, you know, in the beginning he's talking about how he compares it to uh, fourth world comics, yes, how he uh, compares it to Thor and Asgard. Get the fuck out of here, man. There's no fucking way. Um, anyway, I do like the dialogue. The art's great. There is some violence. It's kooky enough for me to go, hmm, that's interesting, okay? And I love Tom King. Tom King has a very odd style of writing. So this is a 12-part series. It's issue four. There's still a lot of story to tell. Let's see how it reads all together. I spent way longer on Mr. Miracle than I wanted to, but this, this Jesse dude from IGN, I really want to kick him in the throat. I really do. Okay. Uh, the next review, uh, which Jesse reviewed as well, but Star Wars 38. Uh, first of all, when you have a moment of silence for Jason Aaron, who is no longer on the book, Love you, Jason. Jason Aaron did a fantastic um, ish, or a, a fantastic run on Star Wars. Made it like one of my favorite comics on the stand. Um, oh, I will. I'll do it for Jason. Jason asked me to do this. This is my, um, if, you, if, you, if you're a Bruce Lee fan, you know Bruce Lee had a saying. It was uh, the art of fighting without fighting. So I say that Tom King... His style of writing is the style of writing without writing. It's a, a style of writing without writing. And that's my Bruce Lee impersonation. It's awful, I know. And probably somewhat racist. I don't know. Probably. I don't know. But that, I think that's how he fucking sounds. Like, when I hear it, that's how he sounds. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Jason Aaron is gone from Star Wars. Very sad about it. But, but, Karen Gillan is on the book. The best possible replacement they could give for to this book. Uh, she's been on Doctor Offer. She's been on the Vader series. So this, this she knows these characters. Uh, this is a good series. The series is still set between New Hope and Empire. And what's cool about this this jumping on point on Star Wars Thirty Eight? They're going back to Jetta. And uh, yes, Gillen is a guy. Yeah, Karen. Come on, you know. I mean, his. His dad wanted a girl, so therefore he's fucking he's a girl. No, Karen Gillan is a guy. Uh, fantastic writer, knows these characters, and this is the thing that I'm I'm excited about this 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 series for. They're going back to Jetta, which for anybody that's seen Rogue One knows Jetta is fucked up because of the Empire. So now you get to see how Luke, Leia, and Han deal. With Karen Gillan's storyline on Jetta, which is which is cool, so I'm pretty excited about it. Um, it. Yeah, it's and it's cool to see like characters like Saul Guerrero, which I really thought was really cool in Rogue One. You, you even though he's dead, he dies in Rogue One. Spoiler alert: if you haven't seen it, he dies. But his soldiers, like his death, like reinforced his theory on war and what's going on with the Empire and the Rebellion with his soldiers, which could pro prove to be a problem 
for Leia and Luke and the guys. So uh, very cool. Uh, again, you know, Gillen, Gillen being on the book is fantastic. Now, here's the downfall of this book. Uh, Salvador LaRocca, he's, his, his, like, transition from story, from, from panel to panel is good. Okay? I don't mind it. His fight scenes, his action scenes, I should say, are okay. But, like, he, they're, they're doing this 3D shit. Not 3D shit. Uh, I forget what they call it where they're taking, like, photorealistic shots and putting it on people, and it's just, it, it, it's not good. It's really not good. Um, and it's, it's distracting. And, and, and Je- Jesse and I do agree on that, on, on here. Uh, I really wish I could get a better artist on this book. It would be just, oh, my God, infinitely better. Uh, but now, I don't, I don't hate it because of that. Um, I gave it a 7.5. There's not a lot going on because this is going to be a story, right? And, and Gillen, this is how, how he writes. So I'm cool with it, but it is a 7.5. Uh, but if you are a Star Wars fan, you're a fan of the movies, you just need to be reading these comic books, guys. You just really need, if you want more story, you really need to be reading these books. Uh, and who knows? This new trilogy could be coming from something out of here. Uh, but I am with you guys. I want the uh, Legends of, or the Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. It's the Blazing Defender Report. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. Uh, oh, before I do the pick of the week, this is, uh, I usually show them to you. Shit, my bad. What the fuck am I doing? That's, that's Star Wars 38. It's Luke. Looking like Luke. Looking like Luke looks. All right. Now, this is the one that kind of snuck its way into my pull list, okay? Uh, this is a metal tie-in, Bats Out of Hell Part 3. One, in, one I believe, was in The Flash. Two was in Justice League. Now we're in Green Lantern, Hal Jordan. All right, Hal Jordan is taking on the Dawnbreaker. The Knights, the Dark Knights of the multi, Dark Multiverse, have separated the, the, the members of the Legion, okay? They, th- that's what makes this book pretty cool, is I like Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan's kind of like, you know what? I ain't scared of shit. And it's not about being afraid. It's about facing your fear. And I dig that. Being a firefighter and everything, it's kind of what we do. Uh, now, he, of course, was an uh, Air Force fighter pilot. So, I mean, he's on another level, of course. But uh, this is a fight between him and the Dawnbreaker. And doesn't end like you think it would. And it just goes to show that these Dark Knights that have come, it, they're kicking ass. I mean, it looks bleak. It looks bleak for the DC Universe. It really does. I mean, they took Superman out very quickly, like in Metal 2. So, if you're not reading the Metal series, they're very, very good. The tie-ins have been really good. Uh, now, you really don't need to know this story, but if you want to know uh, what would happen between the Dawnbreaker and Green Lantern, not that you wouldn't find out in Metal, but this is the fight. This is the round-per-round round brawl that they have. And uh, I love Hal Jordan. And this book reminded me how much I like Hal Jordan. So to see the end of this was a little bit heartbreaking. But uh, if I had to score it, I would give it a 7.5. I really would. Or, or maybe a little higher because it, it's pretty good. It, it really is. All right. Now, keeping with the metal vein, Batman Lost. Now, that is a foil embossed cover is the reason that kind of like shines on the light there. All right. Batman Lost, metal tie-in. Okay. Now, this is not an origin story of one of the Dark Knights, which is what a lot of these tie-ins have been in. Uh, This is what's going on with Batman. Now, Batman, having this metal in his body, he's been being groomed by Barbatos for a long time to be the doorway to let these knights from the Dark Universe in. Now, Batman really being, being obsessive like Bruce is, Kind of walked right into this, man. They really played Bruce. They really did. So, Bruce, it's like, where is he at? Like, everybody's looking for him. Is he dead? What's happened to him? This is that story. And basically what it is, is is Barbatos has put him in this, like, nightmare. And he's an old man. And it starts out, this little, this creepy little girl, which I guess is his granddaughter, Bruce's granddaughter, she wants to hear stories of the Batman. And Bruce is like, well, go over on the shelf and pick out a book. Now, 
in this, and I'm going to read them to you because I was curious myself. Uh, Scott Snyder, friend of the show, um, has said that these books on the shelf are going to play a huge part in a storyline coming very soon for Batman. So, stars, there is a, there is a page where it talks about the book. And, oh, here it is. Here it is. Uh, no Justice, The Case of the Chemical Syndicate. Now, this is her favorite story that she wants Bruce to read. This was his very first case as the Batman. And it looks like something, maybe Cow of the Owl is the other book. I can't tell because uh, it's kind of cut off. But anyway, he goes to read the story. And as he's reading it to her, he's like, wait a minute. This isn't how this happened. And she's like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is, granddaddy. Keep reading. Like this little creepy little shit. All right? So he keeps reading it. And as he's reading the case, he, he's, he's, getting, he's getting it. Like, this is not my life. This is not where I'm supposed to be. What has, what has happened to me? So, Bat, being Batman, he's, he's starting to rebel in his dream. Well, finally, there are some things that happen with Damien uh, and another Robin, and it's, it's really cool stuff. And what's cool is this, is this story's all over the place, and it has different artists, all right? And Jorge uh, Jimenez, I believe is how you say his name, Jimenez, uh, is, man, he is a fantastic artist. Like, he's one of the up-and-coming artists at DC, no doubt. So, like, his pages are by far the best. But it, but the, the jumbled story and the different artists, it really works. Because you're in this fucked-up dream that Barbados, Jimenez, 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 okay, Jimenez. Thank you, Jason. Um, this is what they do. They correct me on every word that I butcher and every name that I butcher. Um, but, yeah, so this story... It's all over the place, but Batman's getting it. Like, he knows that this isn't his reality. And he's trying to get out of it, and Barbatos gives him the fucking smack. And something happens at the end of this issue, which I never thought I would see happen in a Batman comic. Like, something that Bruce says, and he does at the end, and I was like, holy shit, man. Like, if it wasn't bad enough we're on the outside with the Dark Knights invading our DC universe, it's bad now. Because I never thought Batman would do this, and this is just how bad things have gotten. So, uh, you know, Scott Snyder is the, the godfather of this whole story. It's, it could have been so convoluted and so, eh, and so rushed and so this and so that, and it has not. The origin stories have been really good, uh, even though condensed, and I get it, for what they're doing, the format they're in, I really, really like it. I think it's uh, one of the best big events and how they're doing the tie-ins and everything. I, I think it's very, very good. Uh, all of it has been very good. Like the, the, the Green Lantern tie-in I just read was pretty good. So uh, it's all really, really good. I give this a nine. Um, here is, let's see. Oh, this is the con that I had for the book. Um, if you're reading metal and like, there's a lot to buy, like say you just don't want to buy everything. You can skip this. It is a good story. And I think it lays seeds for things later on, which I just said that Scott Snyder has already said. Uh, but you don't need this book to, to follow metal. Like you'll, you'll know a little more, but it's not necessary reading is what I'm saying. But if you're liking the metal stories, you're going to like this. I give it a nine. I really, it's like Batman meets Shutter Island. How about that? That's, uh, yeah, that just came to me. So, yeah, and that's kind of the way it is. It's kind of like what's real, what's not. Oh, shit, this happened, but it didn't happen this way. And you see some future stuff that maybe could happen, especially with Damien. Because we know Damien's a fucking dick, right? Um, okay. Just a great standalone story. Yeah, it, 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 it is. I, but you, I don't think you need it to understand the metal storyline. But I think it's a good standalone story. But 
still really shocked at the ending of it. Like, I was like, holy shit, Bruce did what? Man, that's not, but that's how bad things have gotten. But anyway, uh, yeah, Metal's been pretty good, guys. Check that shit out. If you're, if you're, if you're interested at all, check out Mr. Miracle and just tell me what you think. Uh, I'm just curious on somebody that doesn't know a lot about the character. I don't know if anybody really does. He's a very BC kind of character, but I dig him, and I think he's got so much potential, and I'm not sure it's being hit here by Tom King, but it could be. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, guys, but you know what? I think that's it. Um, you know, I got you caught up on Infinity Stones, on why Gail Gadot could be a total bitch. Uh, no, really. Uh, I, you know, I applaud. I, I do want to sign off by saying this. I want to applaud. Sexual harassment is not fucking okay. I made light about it today, and I did get a little shitty because I feel like accusations are being thrown around. I'm not saying they're not deserved. I'm just saying maybe you should have came out 30 years ago with these accusations. Maybe you should have come out 10 years ago with these accusations. Uh, but, you know, that's not the trend. And I'm not going to get off on another tangent on it. But what I'm saying is it's not okay. It's not okay to pull your dick out and start jacking off. It's really not. Um, it's just not. Uh, even, I, you know, not to say that I haven't done it, but it's always worked out in my favor when I did it. But it could have went the other way, right? So, um, but yeah, there's a lot of, again, I always usually si- sign off with something like this. But uh, if, if this week hasn't taught us that shit's just fucking crazy, uh, you know, the shooting in Las Vegas, the shooting in Texas, uh, motherfuckers getting cars and running over people. It's just a crazy time. People need to keep their head on a swivel. Uh, life's too short to be getting bent out of shape over small shit. Uh, find something that you like. I don't give a shit if it's comic books. I don't give a shit if it's working out. I don't give a shit if it's taking a shit. Like, that's your thing, man. Like, oh, oh, yep. Get the fuck out of the way. Get out of the bathroom. This is my time. Because uh, that's my time. That's my read my comic book. Don't ever buy a comic book from me without disinfecting. Uh, but yeah, guys, check out some of the great shows on the Giant Size Team Up Network. I'll be back next week. Let's see. Monday. Nope. I won't be back next week. Um, I will be back next week. I don't know. I'm not sure what time. It won't be on a Monday because I work on Monday. So I, I will get it out there. Sorry that I got it out there so late today. I wasn't sure what, what, what time I could do it today. Uh, my wife's at the Lady Gaga concert. I had shit to do. I had to get her and her friends there, and now I'm back. And so I'll probably have to go get them here in a minute, uh, or later on, actually. But, guys, thank you so much for joining in. Thanks so much for joining into the chat. For my audio listeners on iTunes or Android or wherever you're listening, Blog Talk, uh, Radio, I do a live show every week. Love to see you in the chat room. These guys kind of ask questions amongst each other when I can't see what the chat says, so... Really appreciate that. Oh, and they help me when I fuck up names and shit, which is pretty cool. So uh, you can be that guy. So join in the chat on the Facebook Live show. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm out of here. And with that, guys, be good to each other. Treat people like you would want to be treated. And for that, I'm out. Peace.